as the time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. We we are recording, by the way. <coughs> All right, you, you, you know what? Yeah, you know yeah. what? <laughs> Stephen, pick a number. What between one and three? Yeah. All right, two. <laughs> Does that? Are you not going to put him at two then? <laughs> Does that make some, are you going to make some convoluted method? Stephen, one uh, uh, no, what number are you? Two. One or three? All right, three. Right. <laughs> you got to describe this methodology to me. So, it's blowing my mind. Whoever, whatever number comes up, they go first. Ah, uh, right. He's got a random number. Uh, okay, the number, okay, the okay. number was three. Yeah. Okay. So I'm starting. Yeah. You start. All right, All right. guys. Oh, just. Uh, should we introduce the topic? Mate? To be fair. Should we just? Do I, re- I reckon I should go in the middle. Cool. All right, cool. because you're gonna have a more philosophical, general way to round things off. My thing's very anecdotal. Okay, all right, cool. All right, let's just do a quick uh, official uh, intro. So, yeah, this uh, episode's about activism. So, just the concept of activism, how we all feel about it. Um, I think we've got some interesting stuff uh, to, to chat about today, and I'm, I must say, the room is feeling very vibey today. It is, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this very room, well lit. This this room always feels vibey. I, I mean, it's not anything down to us. It's just the design of the the person. Did you know? Uh, you know Steve Backshall? Yeah, I've met him. You I've, met him? I met him in Waterstones in Oxford. He was doing a book signing, and I okay, I didn't meet him, but I was about ten foot away from him. Let's say. Okay. Tenth place in the queue, but I wasn't in the queue. I was next to the person who was tenth place in the queue, considering whether to join the queue. He was signing for a new new book of his. Right. But he did Deadly Sixty, right? Yeah, yeah. That uh, show, like wildlife show on on CBBC. But um, there's they, they say on the website of the place we're recording this that he did voiceover stuff here. To be fair, on the signpost out there, they say they're still working with BBC. Really? Oh. Nat, Nat Geo. Or yeah. BBC Berkshire. Probably BBC, BBC Berkshire. Radio Berkshire. Have I, co- have BBC I got that confused? BBC Radio 2, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you listen to two of them, man. I just listen to the jingle. <laughs> and Wait, then I switch. Even, what is on two? Is that old school music? I think, it, isn't it like one, but just slightly more, sw- less cool? I swear, <laughs> one is current. cool, and then I, I swear to God, isn't two and three just the same thing? 
right? It's just I don't know. I, I don't listen to the radio enough. I, I instantly I was in a in like a coffee shop today, and they were playing Heart, and they were playing some good stuff like oldies from ten years ago. Yeah, I like I like Kiss at six o'clock. They do Kiss. Tree. Oh yeah, Kiss tree, Yeah, so there's like a little nineties two thousand R and B vibe going on. Oh, decent, nice. Man. The worst is Radio Six. Is that's that- that's for the metropolitan elite Islington yuppies who want to convince themselves that they're discovering new music. Yeah. I thought that was classical music. No, but is... Radio, Radio 6 is just a whole hodgepodge of different different kinds of music. Um, Islington yuppies, did you say? Yeah. They're probably activists. <laughs> they're, they're probably activists. Speaking of which. Yeah. Nibe, what a segue. <laughs> yeah. Nibe, tell us about activism from All your right, point so of view, man. I was going to come here today and I was going to go on a tirade about okay. how about my long-standing resentment of activists. But then I sat down and thought about it. Um, so let's go into this resentment, first of all. Right. So I, I tried to trace back when this began for me. And I very clearly remember a conversation I had when I was in Bath Uni with another student. And I think I, on an offhand, I was just mentioning Elon Musk and his plan to travel to Mars and colonize Mars. And I think my comments was, yo, that's cool. You know, it's like we, we've passed the seafaring age of humanity. And we're sort of in this middle zone where we can't really explore other places yet. And uh, that being on the horizon to me was very cool. But the immediate response to this person I was speaking to was, wow, if they have the money to do that, why don't they just spend it on solving homelessness? Hmm. <clears throat> and um, there's a few things I think that really bothered me about this point of view. Um, so the first was, I don't think having, I don't think goals in general for humans are a zero sum game. Like, I don't think one person yeah. have a goal uh, reduces the amount that you can tackle homelessness on another equally important issue. And I think the other thing that really annoyed me was sort of this lack of personal responsibility being taken. Mm. It's always asking another person to do something about it, someone who has more than you, more time, more expertise, more money. So I was thinking to myself, if that's your point of view, that those with more should be tackling these issues then maybe your goal, if if you think this way, maybe your goal should be to earn as much money as you can so you can give it all away. Mm. But no one's thinking like that. So it's sort of this passing of the buck and not being part of the the solution. Um, And I'm not sure where this exactly comes from, but I had this sort of sense that a lot of activists do this for a sense of self-importance to be a martyrdom for a cause, you know? Mm. To divine yourself in opposition against something. Um, and then I realized, then I realized to be against that was basically me defining myself in opposition against people who define themselves in against in opposition to things. Not to get meta, right? Mm-hmm. So say like, I'm defining myself in opposition to people who define themselves in opposition. But, against but being a contrarian. No, no, okay, that's not okay. what I mean. Okay. Right. So you're you're dying on the hill, or you're you're being a martyr to the cause of hate, hating <laughs> oh, people who are exactly, martyrs okay, for the okay, exactly okay. exactly. I'm yeah. doing exactly what I hate in the same sentence. So yeah. of course, of course, it's not like a, a binary issue, and of course, there's there's causes you should take up for. And um, there's, yeah. I guess the reason I even started thinking differently, the reason I didn't come here and just go on a tirade was, uh, as we speak, the Tyree Nichols video just got released yesterday, and uh, I was watching it with my dad. And he had to leave the room. Can you can you backtrack there? Who, who is this? Yeah, 
Tari, okay. <laughs> sorry. Where? I, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I don't really want to have a conversation regarding that. Okay. Uh, but just to go over the, the video is, um, you guys aware of someone called Rondi King? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nibes just sighing on the inside. No, like. no, no, I'm not sighing. I'm trying to think of a different way to approach okay, just okay. explaining it more quickly. So it was, it was, it was uh, an instance of police brutality in, in the USA, in Memphis, Tennessee. where um, a, a recent one? Yeah, the video was released yesterday. Oh, okay. So what happened was there was a traffic stop and five officers who were of African-American origin. Yeah. So they weren't white themselves. Stopped the African-American person, took him out of the car, and he was not resisting arrest at any point. Um, so there's been a series of footage released. So first being the um, body cam, and there's also sky camera footage mm. where basically he's not res resisting arrest they beat him, tase him while he's not resisting. Yeah. He's shouting for his mom. He runs, they find him. They beat him for another 40 minutes and he dies five days later in hospital. No way. And this is this happened 300 yards from his mom's house. So my dad couldn't, he couldn't finish this video, you know, and he's someone from the south of England. Hmm. He's not from that community. And he, he couldn't, he couldn't finish the video not knowing anything about this guy, right? And it got yeah. me thinking, well, if, if it's having that emotional impact on my father, imagine being part of that community, yeah. like what you must be feeling. And then in, in, my, in my like view of activism, I was missing this whole human emotional aspect of, you know, you don't know what to do about something, but you know, you have to do something. Yeah. And then I can understand these people taking to the streets. Like it's not, they're not, they haven't got solutions maybe, but they have to do something together mm. to speak out yeah. against this. It's cathartic for them. It's necessary for them from this all. Mm. And I could really see that from these people. Um, and I, th I got me thinking maybe an outburst of emotion is what's required to start change. Maybe that's the fuel that's required. Like I was thinking there was a lack of logic or pragmatism around behind these people's approach. But maybe first needs to be the emotion to get yeah. the ball rolling. Possible, I don't know. Um, so it's difficult for me to talk about such like a deep subject and then make a point like against it a little bit as well. Yeah. When I was reading these news articles about it, you know, um, people were still talking about race. The five, the five police officers that attacked him were African-Americans themselves. Mm. People were still trying to fit race. And then, so here, here's where I think, here's where I think some of my negative emotion comes from is, once you define yourself against something, then maybe there's, you become very inflexible. Maybe you try and maybe try and distort events to try and fit your narrative yeah. and your agenda. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's that's. I, I know it's too soon to maybe be chatting about stuff like this. You know, no, emotions are still no, real. I think it's no. I think it's good and it's important, so, and yeah, it's that's it's really shocking. Um, just yeah, I'm, man, I'm not sure I want to go home and watch it. But, no, um, but yeah, it says something to how desensitized I am. Where you know, uh, there you go, though. And I was watching it out of morbid sense of curiosity, but then I watched it. I was like, fucking hell, man, Jesus yeah. Christ, that's something. But just to just to finish off, man, like the main point here was initially. I was thinking like these people don't have logic and pragmatism. They just want to be martyrs. They just want they just want a self sense of like being against something. Yeah. You know? But uh, I think now I'm thinking maybe you need that spark of the the emotion, and yeah. then so that's like the spark, and then the how is the logic, the pragmatism, the compromise. Uh, so to to round off on maybe a, a bit of a lighter note is, 
these don't stop oil people. Maybe some of them have their heart in the right place. But I really, what I wanted to ask you guys is, what do you think the logic is behind blocking roads? What do you think the sequence of events is in their head, ideally? So they sit down to block a road. By the way, beforehand, many of these people come from very far on trains and cars mm. to get there. Yeah. Anyway, like, but uh, so they, they, they stop on the road and they think if they cause enough disruption, including stopping ambulances yeah. and, and emergency vehicles, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah. That's going to cause positive change for their cause. Yeah, well, I, 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 want, I want to touch on that in a bit, but I just want to go back to the... Uh, the the incident in America because it's Tyree quite Nichols, yeah it? it's quite it's shocking and I yeah. I think it's really difficult because I I think it's a double edged sword like on the one hand it's catharsis but it's not just catharsis it's it's necessary because mm. if something that awful happens and you don't react you're almost consenting mm. to those things happening yeah. and it's it's kind of saying okay there are consequences to this these kind of actions and you know what what when a baby senses something wrong, they immediately start crying. Mm. And it's like a way of reaching out to an authority figure and saying something's wrong, something's wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, the authority figure doesn't listen. But then the flip side to that is it can be, in the long term, it can feel almost, I don't want to say indiscriminate, but not targeted on what the real problem is, right. which I think in America is the legal system that lets them continuously get away with this crap, right? That yeah. like, I, I think mean, more than police reform in America, they need legal just, system just reform. Just to say, um, just for context, so they were immediately fired. Oh, okay. And, oh, that's really good. All charged with second degree murder. Okay, right. Yeah. That's, that's so a swift that's, response. I think they've dealt with yeah. this pretty well. But, I think uh, some people- Have, were, they, have they been found guilty though? Because because what's uh, often there happened is criminal needs yeah, to be proceeding. Yeah, because because what's yeah. often happened yeah. is the the police officer gets dragged in in front of the jury yeah. and they just walk. And I I think yeah. the law differs a lot by state, but yeah. and you just touch on a really maybe an important point there is that did happen. But you've seen with every passing instance of something like this happen, more and more public outrage to the point people are rioting. Yeah. So yeah. now I think that fear really plays a part in how they deal. With these police and that's, officers. that's why this is shocking me so yeah. much that you're, you're just, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. it happened. Well, to be honest with you, man, is what do you think? What do you mean by amazed it happened? You mean amazed it happened in the first place? Well, I mean, all yeah. of it's shocking, but yeah. I mean, after, you know, yeah. George Floyd and just these right. in, increasing. Well, there's something funny going and on. And they're like, wearing body been, cams. Yeah. No, well, I think the body cameras, right? I think, to be honest, police could cover that up. They can just say they lost it. What really, uh, really got these guys is. When they when this guy ran away and they chased him, yeah, I don't think they realized it was a pole camera. So oh. I, I think you can physically see when one of them, after like twenty minutes of beating, yeah, he walks, he sees the camera, he looks down on the floor. I think you can see these guys weren't aware of that, and that's really what's done them in. And you know what worries you is like if that wasn't there, how would the police deal with it? Because first and foremost, I get the feeling they want to protect their own, or not if not protect their own, they they want to protect the image. Yeah, you know. Because that's their authority. Oh no! But yeah. I, I think all the police, even the the good ones, like they, they feel like they lose. They feel like they're all on a team, and yeah. they all collectively lose something, yeah. and so they all want to protect each other. And yeah, that's what I really want to say about the the agenda point is, uh, you know, some people are trying to make this a race issue, but I think this one right here is definitely an issue of of power. You know, it's about power and abuse of power. Yeah. and I think, I think they're really might need to be a shift in how we view policing of non-violent crimes. I think yeah. maybe 
the police have too much power where there's incidents of non-violent crimes. And I, in, in the States? Yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe here too. But uh, I mean, yeah, you know, there's obviously, as you described, a lot of people in that community. And, you know, as far a field as, you know, Southeast England, where your dad is, where he watched that video, a lot of people who feel the same way. And um, I think, Stephen, what you said actually about, if I understood you correctly, you were basically coming up with a comparison where if we say that the people, the general people, such as the local community around um, this man who was murdered, um, they the, the 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 people are the baby. Yeah, it's and not then, it's not a great analogy, but it's just the idea of well, just, in, in general, like if something bad happens, you have to react strongly, otherwise people think they can get away with it again. And it wasn't the, it's not the best analogy, but it's it's this idea of showing that you're pissed off. Well, to and put, having to, a right to to do that. It's like it's like the people is the baby, the government is the parent or the authority is the parent and in protesting it's not the f- details of the protest mm. but the fact of the protest, mm. the volume of the scream or the act of the throwing the toys out of the pram which is what is valuable in the protest. So doing something yeah. is what the point of the protest is regardless of what yeah. that something is that that's something that your idea there made me think but i just thought that was neat i know i know i know you're not you're not tied to that analogy but i just thought that was neat but to go back to your original question live about what are these dressed up oil people trying to achieve when they block roads i think they are in some ways trying to publicize basically trying to get publicity and they have achieved that they've managed to get on gb news um they've managed to get articles all over the place um how do you what happens with that publicity what's the next step after that well that's a very good question Um, does it result in people just talking about the issue right with no with no next step what, what does it get have they thinking it, and is there one or two people maybe out of the tens of thousands millions who see this stuff is there one or two people who it might reach who would have that within them to take it further what what well, well, th- this is what one thing i was really thinking about um and it's what what is the difference between uh these movements that succeed and the ones that just feel like they fizzle out or don't have an impact and i think it's i think there's this two stages there's the initial outburst, especially if it's something triggered by a shocking event, uh, maybe it, it doesn't quite apply to things like the climate issue, where you know perhaps there's not one big shocking event that hit everybody in the face. Um, but then I think there's a second phase, and for it to be successful, you need very careful thought by leaders people respect, right? Leaders that inspire confidence and that speak in the positive, not in the negative. That speak of they don't say things are terrible, they need to change. But they say, imagine a future where things were better and let's go there, right? Like, I have a dream rather than everything's crap. Uh, mm. And, I mean, that, that's a actually... positive vision. Yeah, po- posi- that, that's a good way of putting it. Po- positive vision. Um, 
And I mean, th- this kind of this was the second thing I was thinking about. The first thing I I, I thought about was like the the whole term activism. It feels like a recent label to me because if I if I think in my head of revolutionaries, quote unquote, in the past, I I don't recall people calling Martin Luther King an activist or Gandhi an activist. They gave them different labels, and so I I did some research and like I I, I looked up some kind of big. Uh, well, activists in the past, like William Wilberforce, who played a really significant role in the abolishing of the slave trade in the UK. Uh, so th- this is what the Wikipedia article uh, calls him. British politician, philanthropist, and leader of the movement to ab- abolish the slave trade. And there's another guy called John Newton who helped out a bit with, with that thing. He actually wrote a hymn called Amazing Grace, which you probably heard. And it, th- mm, it calls him, yeah, th- they call him a slavery abolitionist. And then Gandhi is an Indian revolutionary, anti-colonial nationalist, and political ethicist, right? But Martin Luther King as well, like, they don't use the term activist. But here's people who they do use that term. Nelson Mandela, um, Greta Thunberg, Noam Chomsky. And I think what, what the difference between the people who get the activist term and don't is that the people that don't had something else before they became activists that gave them authority in the eyes of the people. Perhaps they were people of high education, perhaps they were clergy of, of some sort um, or, or writers. And it almost, went, when they came onto the scene and stood for this cause they really believed in, people didn't see them as a single issue person and that's all they were about. Mm. And, and I actually think that that might be one of the, the keys to a successful movement is having that kind of leader. Because... I, to be honest, I think the way we mm. use the term activist nowadays, it's almost a bit pejorative, right? Oh, they're an activist. It's almost right. like saying you're just a career politician. You're just it, an, exactly. you're just an activist. You just mm. do this for the sake of yeah. being a busybody. What else are you about? It, exactly. Maybe even suggesting that, I think you're alluding to this, and I'd like a lifestyle contrarian a lifestyle antagonist like you're not doing this because you actually care this is exactly in a sentence is you define yourself in opposition against something but you don't make yourself part of the solution yes yeah exactly yeah that's a that's a great way to put it and i i just where was i going with this yeah about about things which succeed and and things which don't yeah initially you have that outburst of emotion but um yeah, it, it needs to be followed up with some some careful thinking. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I um, I thought that was super interesting. I just want to build on that actually. Build on the dressed up oil theme in particular by talking. I just wanted to talk today about my personal experience with dressed up oil. Because I don't have much experience as an activist. I don't have any experience as an activist. So I thought the best insight I could give was my fly-on-the-wall experience of what one activist group is like. Because I, it's almost like a, it's almost like um, anthropology, right? It's like studying what is an activist? What makes an activist? What do activists do? What's their behavior like? How do they think? Because it's not everyone who, you know, decides to cable tie themselves to a goalpost at a, you know, Premier League match or whatever, is it? I can't remember that. 
there was this whole thing in like <laughs> it's a, it's a whole dude it's a whole era imprinted in my mind. January, February, March, April of 2022. I feel like for some reason the weather was really quite nice and sunny, and all of this activism from Just Stop Oil started bubbling up, and you had people tying themselves to you know goalposts at, at, at stadiums, and then you also had at that time. The first few months of 2022, Just Stop Oil planning their um, planning their um, planning their summer campaign, which was going to be to go and basically picket or you know disrupt oil refineries in the UK. Because just to make it clear for anybody listening who doesn't know this, Just Stop Oil, their main reason for being is that they want to get the government to put into law that more extraction or refinement or you know prospecting for oil is not allowed anymore that that is what they want to achieve but anyway so to go back then as as i said to the early part of 2022 originally I was trying to get a girl to go to an activist event with me to sort of prove that I was cool and conscientious. But anyway, I how ended did, up going... How did that go? It did. It, but, well, this is how it went, right? I ended up going solo to a meeting in Newbury because I looked on Eventbrite. I saw just... I, that's how I found Just a Ball. I was like, literally, I was looking for like activist events, you know? This is so, like... A, it's not instant karma. It's like pre-karma. It's like karma before the event. <laughs> wait, wait, what do, what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean, man? So the sole purpose for going to this event was to impress the girl. But then he has to go alone because she's not coming. And now oh, he's just stuck uh, at this event. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, what, what, are, you, are you suggesting oh. the wrong thing was going to the event? No, it's just that now he's now he has to go to this event. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's more even that I wanted to convince myself that I wasn't only going because of her. Basically, I was, oh, I was right, like, "I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this, there, I'm gonna make this about <laughs> yeah. me." So I went, and also, do you know what else it was? It was tourism. I was yeah. like, "Why don't I just be a fly on the wall, see what it was like?" I so anyway, that. I went to Newbury. Ironically enough, I drove there and I drove back. Contributed you know, carbon emissions in that way from Maidenhead to Newbury. So some people come from Glasgow. <laughs> really so well, you were saying people take trains so to, you know, me, block the M25 or whatever. Such a piss take. Got to Newbury, killed some time at a museum. The event, as I say, this was, this was like early 2022. And what they were doing at the time is they were doing local meetups in different parts of the country to recruit people to, picket or block oil refineries which was going to happen in summer or it might have been happening like late april or may but so that's what they were doing they were trying to recruit people so this this was a local one well you know closest one to me was in newbury there was one in like dalston but as if i was going to go to that i mean the people there would have just been anyway let's not go into it so i went to newbury You've confused me and Nia. What does Dalston have a reputation? Yeah, Dalston. Dalston <laughs> is like the most trendiest hipster place in London. 
Is it? Oh. Or it must be hipster. I haven't heard of it. Isn't it a brand of like cool soft drink? Dalston's ginger beer. I feel like I've had a Dalston's ginger beer. You said that like (laughs) we had to know. (laughs) All I'll say is if you know, you know. All right. Okay. (laughs) But also funnily enough, the the next training that was going to be happening, if you did get recruited in the local meetups, was going to be in Dalston. But anyway... That's a whole nother thing. So anyway, I got to Newbury. It was being held in a pub. Went to the pub, got a non-alcoholic beer, sat there for a bit. They were, they'd hired a room. wasn't ready yet. They are preparing it. Eventually, I went in. And I just want to ask you guys, how many people do you think were in there? And what age range do you think they were? Like the people who'd come along, people like me. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. There was about 20 people. Okay. And I'm going to say... 25% of them were 21 or younger, and the rest were above 50. Okay. Steve, uh, so I'd, I'd also guess around 20 people. With regards to the age, I think you've already told me this, So, but before you told me it, I would have guessed they were all really young. Okay, so in terms of the number, it was actually about six people. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> In terms of the age range, it's about 45 to 70. So wow. imagine me going in there. I felt like... Sounds like your dream. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of them were even that hot. <laughs> <laughs> there were some interesting characters. For example, a woman who'd worked in the environment agency for like her whole career and said she was, you know not convinced that they did anything productive so she was quit that and was doing well she'd have retired and then she was going into this just up oil activism but the point is i thought that as well was interesting it's like it shows some psychology within me i went along almost in a way to try and sort of network and socialize and meet meet cool hip young people so maybe that's one you know encouragement for people to get into activism as a form of bonding trauma bonding not in the case of your example Nibe, of this man who was murdered in um memphis in memphis thank you climate emergency a global thing something which anybody can join in with of course it affects different places locally but maybe that that's a incentive for people to join in with this kind of movement is because of the social bonding aspect anyway Got into the room, this guy Larch Maxi. He was one of the founders, co-founders of Extinction Rebellion. I, I was I had I was starstruck. I thought, what's this guy gonna say? He talked about how, you know, climate change is gonna cause displacement, loss of homes, if people are on the move a lot. You know, like recently these floods in Pakistan have caused thirty million people to be disrupted. Things can return to a state of nature, right? Like People get, you know, people fight for, you know, food, shelter. People people get hurt, mm. obviously. So there was that aspect of, okay, we need to resolve this before natural disasters happen and people return to a state of nature and things get ugly. Another th- interesting point, which he said, was that, you know, we hear this thing about how the temperature increases by one, I, I think it was 2.5 degrees Celsius potentially in the next 20 or 30 years. Does that sound right to you guys? I've, yeah. I've lost track of the numbers. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt it. So, something like this. 
that is actually the average globally within urbanized areas that have more heat the it sort of you know it gets tripled or quadrupled i don't think anyone's arguing that temperatures are rising the only argument is over the percentage of which of that which is contributed to by human activity all i'm saying is that i thought it was a neat point the temperature rise as recorded in like articles when they say you know it's rising by two degrees three degrees is like an average for the world but if you think about like you know where they, where it's just ocean you know the temperature in that place is going to be less than it is in a city you have to understand that for me i'm the kind of person who thought that was a neat point but i i hear what you're saying and let's not put out any misinformation on this podcast so causes of the rise in temperature could be something that's up for debate, you're saying. Is it caused by humans? Is it caused well, by other factors? I'm, I'm not taking a stance because I don't know enough, but I know that's what people debate over. I don't think right. anyone disputes that the temperatures are raising. But mm. Well, rising, but I mean, just becoming more extreme. I mean, I think it was last, was it last month or two months ago where the East Coast of America had big snowstorms and things and like even right, Florida, the, like- Okay, so that that that's like that's like local events, but I think the larger fear is melting ice caps and raising yeah, sea levels, yeah, which is yeah. re- which is in regards to global warming. Yeah, but but I I I think what it is is that as yeah. the, as the kind of average energy. So my yeah. sister actually she did a degree in in uh, geography, and um, she's kind of moved a little bit away from that now. But I looked over some of the stuff she was studying, and it was super interesting how uh, they model. Uh, weather across the globe mm. and it's actually there's a lot of standing wave style physics That's uh cool. they're not simple standing waves like a sine wave but you get those kind of modes uh happening and i think what's at least how i understand it is as there's more energy in the atmosphere mm-hmm. the modes increase so you get higher swings and you get highs yeah that are higher yeah, and lows that are lower and so things just Am- become more amplitude is yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so things just became more extreme um yeah uh I, I guess we could do a whole separate podcast on climate change itself i guess but um mm, sorry I, I interrupted you i interrupted you will no it's no it's fascinating um i think i just wanted to conclude before asking well i wanted to conclude basically by asking you guys a question before we move on to um your general segment Stephen. Mm. so basically got to the end of this meeting in Newbury, okay? They handed out papers. They said, do you want to sign up? And um, my reason for wanting to sign up was basically to feel like I was part of something. Hmm. But I decided that it wasn't right because my my heart wasn't in it. And the reason I was doing it was just for the kind of you know, personal glory of it. What do I know about this? What 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 have I really thought about this topic? Nothing. So I don't want to be rushed into a particular action for the sake of it. But I do think that, you know, it is natural, like you said, Nipe, to feel like you want to do something. And I also respect that and i and i also think that 
we have to be more considerate. And it goes back as well to your example about Elon Musk. We have to be more considerate of the ways that different people can contribute different things, you know? I really like the example... Um, like, I don't want to butcher it, but anyway, I know there is a biblical idea, which is that, you know, one person offered, you know, a few coins to the church service or whatever it was, you know, that that was all they could afford. And the king offered, you know, a whole wealth of stuff. Mm. But each person contributes it's it's not about what they the quantity of what they contribute in a sense, but it's the quality of what they contribute. And the quality of what they contribute is determined by whether they are doing their best. And so that can be different for different people. For example, you know, somebody may not be able to go out onto the street um you know, for this for this um you know, demonstration in um in Memphis because I don't know, they're disabled or whatever. You know, that doesn't mean that they haven't uh, contributed. People do so in different ways. But I just thought this way of Just Stop Oil was too prepared for me. And it wasn't right for me. Another thing was that they were um, trying to get us to sing songs at the demonstration. This, So they were trying to get us to sing Peace, love, respect. Peace, love, respect. And I just thought, I'm too embarrassed to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed listening. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> so my question to you guys before we try, <laughs> before we, should we try it up? Yeah, go on, man. I'm up for no. it. I'm up for it. All right, everybody take a deep breath in with Let's love. This helps, yeah? Okay. And a deep breath out with love. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Peace, love, respect. Peace, love, respect. Guys, I can feel the climate getting better, guys. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I feel better about? I don't know about you guys. I feel feel better about things. To be fair, maybe that's what this is about. They're doing this to help themselves it sounds very cult like the thing about it though is it's like if i was singing my own song i'd be fine but i don't want to sing about peace love respect if somebody else has written the lyrics and they're telling me to sing along with them it's like Mm -hmm. doing something as part of a crowd that was that was the issue but my question to you guys is do, do you sort of have you ever felt like you wanted to get involved with some cause but you were too embarrassed or socially awkward to do it Good question. Um, because even though that sounds so dumb, that was part of the reason why I didn't want to do this just of all stuff. Hmm. That's a really good question. I'm trying to... Uh, there's definitely plenty of things in my life which I haven't done out of embarrassment. I'm just trying to think of activism yeah. as one of them. Because uh, you ever wanted to join a cause like, like we're lost? Um, or is there any cause that... Um, that really started emotion in you. I think there have been a few, but I I think for me personally, I've I think I I've realized at just through various circumstances that you can have a better impact by focusing on your 
locality mm-hmm. and making a difference there because good good deeds spread right if if yeah. you do something mm-hmm. nice for someone they then go spread that and i mean it doesn't really work so much in the case of the climate stuff but in terms of other things uh like mm-hmm. i don't know against racism or, or things mm-hmm. like i've I've personally found because I traveled a lot as a kid. So for the sake of people listening, I, you know, I moved to the States when I was three and a half, not anywhere where there was a big problem with racism. But um, I moved back to India when I was seven. And then when I was eight, we moved a lot in the UK to England, Scotland, Northern Ireland. And I kind of came to understand that everyone is influenced by their surroundings and they're mm-hmm. given information about other places, which are often false. It was, it, I don't remember specifics, really but I remember getting this, this impression about what Scotland would be like from the kids in Exeter. And they were almost entirely wrong. And I mean, they were eight, but they were still wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and I, I felt if, if you choose to kind of be nice to everybody and, and be friendly to everybody and mm. to, turn the other cheek occasionally you can help bring about change because i think there's a lot of people particularly with the whole uh social cohesion race issue who are not ideological racists i don't think we have many in the uk i think there's a few in the us but not in the uk over here it's more out of ignorance my my, my experience is different to yours obviously yeah Yeah. there's obviously yeah. yeah but even still uh the the racial activist cause has never been one that I've ascribed to. I actually uh, I take it as an offense. Really? Yeah. Uh, a because the solution to any such problem is the removal of smaller group identities, not enforcing them. And I think racial activists enforce them. I think they force people to look at things in a racial lens and measure things in a racial lens. I think the exact mm. solution is the opposite of that, first of all. And the second is, it seems a lot of a lot of what's being said in these groups is dependent on you taking a, an attitude of victimhood and asking your oppressors for more kindness. And whether or not there is systematic racism, I strongly believe the best way to go about one's life is to act if there isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. a show don't tell. I believe yeah. that's so like if you yeah. encounter somebody who has a fundamental belief yeah. in XYZ superiority of group X over Y right. for Z reason, don't go tell them they're wrong, show them they're wrong. Kill them with kindness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's it's one yeah. way, but like kill yeah. the idea with kindness. Yeah. Right? Uh if if they believe that i don't know i i think you know with the indian stuff things have changed a lot over the past 15 years but when we first moved here like it was much worse for yeah it was my parents and their parents Yeah. yeah but i i almost think that by choosing to not cry about it and choosing yes. to just quietly live your life 100%. and, and the, you know maybe adjust in some ways but like you never change who you are but just based on what that the host culture expects and then you can slowly show that you want to build trust and it's really about trust that's what it really is about more more than anything else because that's what all relationships are built on whether at the individual level or the group level um but yeah that's that's also very specific to social issues rather than environmental issues which i think is 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 i think you made a really good point about local activism over big activism Mm. 
I think I have a lot of respect for people who who try and make an effect in the local community. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe there's some sense in which maybe you take on a really big goal because you know you know there's nothing you can really do about it. Mm. Do you know where I'm coming from? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. so sexy as well, right? It's like, wow, you're yeah, the big hero. But you don't actually have to do anything. But when you get into local things, you really have to get you have to get stuck into it if you mm. want to make an effect there. And it's doable. Uh, yeah. if, if if that's a path you wanted to take. But if it's big, then you just got you just got a virtue signal. Yeah. yeah. And and that that's <laughs> what I was reflecting on of how to make movement successful is is to drag them away from making them about yourselves and drag them away from the lifestyle of being a rebel and more towards focus that you, you may remember in school they would teach us about smart objectives and what were they specific <laughs> and actually, I, I, it's I, actually a decent it's really <laughs> yeah like I, at the time i was like oh this is just overthinking everything yeah. i don't like it but look, reflecting it's yeah. it's a great lesson so was it smart measurable, measurable speci specific specific sorry measurable specific, achievable measurable attainable or achievable, achievable. Yeah, yeah what was the r i was something and then t was time right Time, uh, yes. yeah within a certain time frame yeah very useful this doesn't make a sound very schema <laughs> <laughs> but but um so and and that's and, and i think if you focus on those things and you have a face to it so you're not just this horde because i i think people don't respond well to hordes uh i think that may be the reason why just stop oil that's actually a very specific target mm -hmm. but it's just a horde doing random things rather than having a face to it yeah. like I'm cli yeah. climate scientist X, and I and I have a plan for this because oil is not just about energy; it's about plastics, it's, it's, it's about medicine, it's about so many things. And so, I and that's the, part of the reason why, with just stop oil in particular, I didn't feel strongly with it because I don't think they fully understood what it meant to stop oil. Yeah, yeah. There's, mm. there's, we use oil in everything to make everything, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's not just that; it's it's also the industry and the people behind that. What do you do with them? There's so many other things. Oh, do you mean the, the people who work in the yeah, industry? Training. Think about how many how many mm. jobs there are there. How many families rely on that? Yeah, there's no consideration paid. It's just do this mm. or else. And mm. you you, well, you mentioned that they they were going to plan to go pick it or refineries. I'm completely fine with that, man. That makes complete sense to me. Go to the source of the issue. I think Greta Thunberg just got arrested where they were they were opening a coal mine or something of such in Germany. Really, it's fine to me, man. Oh. but it's this. What really rubs me the wrong way is. It's not going direct. It's it's stopping the public. And it's saying, yeah, it, it's yeah. this indirect sort of route that's being taken. That really rubs. Well, I I think yeah. one of the I think it's Extinction Rebellion that about well maybe just a few weeks ago they said they weren't going to do that anymore. Good man, like respect. Yeah, because because yeah, they they realized this. Yeah. It's negative. It, it doesn't makes me want to go yeah. fill my car with petrol fully. Up to the <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drive a gear lower <laughs> to release you more. You know what? Ambitions. I was going to walk today, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stephen, you um, that entire. Um, you know, discussion which originated in you talking about how you, you used to travel a lot and then you heard about different uh, people's opinions about things and then it went into a discussion of racism. But did you have a particular segment that you wanted to bring to this podcast or have you somehow been segueing into it anyway? Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, it's there's been overlap with what you guys have been saying. But I, 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 did, cool. I did want to, to chat a bit about 
about the, the actual word itself because I do think it's become a pejorative. What used it's used as a pejorative. They're an activist, right? And it seems that in the way the history books are written, the ones who are successful they're not called activists, but the ones that just made a lot of noise are called activists. And I don't know why that is, but I I feel if you know we have a lot of challenges as as humanity coming up, and if we want to succeed uh we need to remove the adversarial element to it about making it us versus them work together with uh companies actually there is a term called activist investor i don't know if you've heard of that term Mm -hmm. and you know people who can you explain it well people who have a lot of money who buy lots of shares in companies like shell Mm. and when they buy lots of shares they get more voting rights and they can actually change the direction of the company. And mm. I, I think there was significant progress on that front with companies like Shell and BP in, over the past couple of years, uh, which I think is really good. And and that's an example of activism, but activism that's... Uh, how, what am I trying to say? Smart. 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 Specific, <laughs> measurable, achievable... Whatever something and time oriented, and actually, just to very quickly inject, I was trying to remember, and you reminded me the one thing which Just Up Oil have claimed that they achieved um, last year was that Lloyd's TSB have said that they are no longer going to invest in, um, you know, oil, yeah, prospecting or whatever. Mm. Um. Whether that's because of an activist investor element within Lloyd's TSB itself, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, but but th- this comes into another thing of like, do you have to have the right motivations to achieve a good thing? And I don't actually think that's true. It it certainly helps. Definitely not. But I I I, I'm sh- I reckon in all the movements in the past, including the ones that we today take for granted, like the civil rights movement, that I mean, th- there were maybe some elements who went in it with a, with a different attitude and it, it, it it's not because they really cared about the issue it's because they wanted to feel part of the group but mm. they contributed in some way and that's and that's a journey i'm personally on because i i think in the past i've often tried to judge people a lot based on how i perceive their motivations but mm. you never really know what someone's motivations are yeah. right it's difficult so do you, do you try and take a more more of a view of the actions then <laughs> yeah i i try and be more measured nowadays and, and and try and understand where where people are coming from and at the same time i i do like to advocate for people thinking carefully about what they do rather than just joining a cause which then gets forgotten about because it, it actually can add fuel to the opposition the opposition can yeah. go oh well they got really angry about that issue and they hopped up and down and they achieved nothing and they they can just write off an entire point because the people who were making the point didn't come across as mm smart um well maybe it actually makes you take the issue at hand less seriously exactly you're associating these people who you think are immoral or not smart yeah with this idea yeah Mm. um yeah but yeah i I think that that, that's what i want to say and yeah if you look at the the people who are successful like gandhi whatever you think of him and martin luther king they were both very intelligent people who their opponents may have completely disagreed with them, but they couldn't deny that they had a point. And I think we need more people like that. Um, so would somebody like Greta Thunberg fill that role or not? Because I think may, she's what, an interesting... What her? I, I, I think maybe when she's a bit... Because I think all adults have a bias against children. And mm. I think 
that's what's stopping her from becoming a greater voice is just her age. Isn't she like 18? Yeah, but... She looks like a child. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's 18 now, but... Apparently, even when she began at 13 or 14 or whatever, her speeches were ghostwritten by adults. Maybe her parents. Oh, really? Okay. But... That's but just but a either way, it's it's, it's this the, adult uh, podcast fit. Yeah, if yeah. she started when she was thirteen, right? And I don't know this for sure. Like, but if I go on a Wikipedia page, I really hope she's done something like an environmentalism degree or something. Yeah. You know well, this I mean? is, well, this, well, yeah. Well, this is the thing, though. It's like, what is, you know, would that make her on the if if we if we use these categories of people who on Wikipedia are described as activists and people who are described as something as well as activists or instead of activists, yeah. like just doing like an environmentalism degree yes. or doing like Larch Maxi, one of the people in Just Up Oil, doing a PhD mm. in literally in public disruption or in protest science or whatever no, it was that, that doesn't you know is that is that like a sort of a symptom of how activism is becoming too much its own thing if you get too qualified yes. what i was yes. saying wasn't the same as that it's okay i hope she took a degree in in a way that she can she can either gain a profession or gain influence or knowledge where she can affect real change mm-hmm. i mean like in engineering or in science or something like this yeah, yeah. But if she was young and she had these motivations, I hope she went that route. But if she didn't, and I don't have the information offhand, but if she didn't, then it seems superficial to me. Yeah, but I, I think she, if she's 18, she's probably just about to right. go to uni, right? So, yeah. Well, we, we, or we, she's just going to pick it. I mean, in any case, it's like she was, you know, yeah, whatever route she decides to take, to, to be somebody at that age, you know, 13 or 14 or whatever it was, who was eloquent enough and to, mm. to speak about this stuff was a you know it was a, it was a it was a pr phenomenon it was a publicity stunt in itself right yeah. okay maybe you know it was what it was i guess now what we what we what we're saying i i think is you know is she gonna do anything more practical with that i mean mm. you know when you see her on stage you know at the united nations conference or cop 20 wherever it is six Cup twenty six, cup twenty seven, cup twenty eight. I I don't know what these numbers are for, but is that achieving anything? It's weird, isn't it? It's like you have an environmentalism celebrity. I think achieving by doing that. I think I think they can because I think people can represent ideas in the public consciousness. I think she can, Mm. but in order to represent it well you need this certain legitimacy that comes from having something other than being famous. Mm. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it's like how we have the idea of celebrities that have done something and celebrities that went on Big Brother or nowadays Love Island. <laughs> like yeah. the latter category, people tend to Mate, not take it seriously. Do you reckon what you're saying is we want to see you sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, in some sense, we wanted to see you sacrifice something in, in, to gain respect. Sacrifice I guess, your time, I guess your so. Maybe yeah. at a deep level, yeah. 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 Like you mm. you worked for something right. and you achieved something. And, and so now we respect you. Yeah. And I mean, th- I think that's just how the human brain works. I agree. Yeah. 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 That's it. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. It's interesting. Because I, cause, cause I think the idea, the idea of sacrifice is the deep level of specialization is interesting like you know what does it you know what does it mean to like have worked to gain expertise yeah. in a subject sacrifice at a deep level hmm. 
However, isn't there also a danger that, you know, some people will want to sacrifice because of being a martyr? Well, you have the good wrong examples. type of sacrifice. You have good examples. Like, not- uh, all right. Fine. For the sake of this podcast, Gandhi. You who, said who, you weren't going to go. <laughs> who went into, uh, I'm not going to go into it. We'll pretend he's an angel. Um, oh, he, 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 he went on hunger strike. So that's that's mm. a literal sacrifice that he's that he's showing yeah. that he's, that he's showing his disdain for for the rule of the of the British Raj over India, and the literal sacrifice stirs up a whole nation to rise up. But it's yeah. because he'd also made the other sacrifices that yes. people took more seriously. Because I think yeah. you can write someone off if they're just a martyr, but if right. they're a martyr who has something right. to say that, but yeah, but it does hold a bit. I agree completely. Yeah, I, I think I think we all agree on that point. Yeah. But I think. I think it just it, it it was just there for me to say a bit mm. more literally. He did mm. make quite a public sacrifice, yeah, rather yeah. than just listen. Well, and in the I end, I can he, see something all of you yeah. aren't seeing. Yeah, look, see how I see. Yeah, yeah. which is a lot yeah, yeah, of yeah. what's going yeah. on. It's like no, yeah, I feel so strongly about this. I'm willing to sacrifice. Yeah, please listen to me. Otherwise, why would I be sacrificing? So, could yeah. we say then? to play devil's advocate that a just up oil activist being dragged oh my gosh feeling the you know the tarmac <laughs> grazing their back as some some annoyed driver drags them off the zebra crossing <laughs> are they like hunger strike levels well, of sacrifice? if they have something you know? to say and they have the legitimacy in the eyes of the people See, to say yeah, it with, Gandhi, if, if it was who what's the name of that person the doctor the, the doctor large magsy yeah if it was her being dragged oh no off, sorry rowan tilly oh uh, if if it was her i don't know who, who you're talking about the, the the one who has the phd large magsy and this is in environmental science she has the PhD. it's a, it's a guy but it's yeah. a guy all right if it was him and as he was going off like he was said the words effect of i'm a phd i've studied this my entire life i'm legit I really strongly believe that we need to start considering to, uh, alternatives. To, to be boil. clear, his PhD was in something like public disruption or something. Yes. I, I, oh. Let me look this up. Let me look this up right now. Just disregard that guy. Yes. One hundred percent disregard. Wait, I don't. I don't want to. Um, A PhD. He research. What is this? His research. Don't want to. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to uh, mislead. Is, is okay. he using this all as this experiment? Uh, it's it's one this massive is, study. Yeah, this this is his case study. <laughs> if so, respect. I've changed yeah, my whole mind. Uh, if this is just yeah. for a PhD and it's just educational, oh, yeah. wicked man. I respect the hell out of that. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. What if they're all studies by aliens? To do you know test what? It? Do you know what? Then wouldn't it make so much sense that that this was just like um, either we're just an experiment or a TV show? Let's send these set of animals here. See what goes on. Yeah, I just have a laugh, man. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. would not be surprised. I have, well, I hope for many more seasons, man. So, what, what basically are you saying? What if we are the, um, what if we are the uh, final thesis of some sort of higher being <laughs> yeah. that's going to, you know, report to the universe, <laughs> celestial university? Oh, that's mad! Oh, he's got he's got fully <laughs> mad with that man. Yeah, yeah, and there's probably people like protest. You know, there's probably people who want to like burn the earth for oil, and there's people protesting on our behalf. 
You know, it's, it's like it's a galactic alien. I feel like this could. I feel like this could be like a sequel to Hitchhiker's Guide to the yeah, Galaxy or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lodge Magsy has a PhD in sustainability. Okay, okay that's, oh, that's, fair. Right, that's you know uh, what redeems. Right, we'll give him a bit of credit. He's done. Right. He's done some work there. Yeah, you know, he's he's got a bit of bit of knowledge. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. looking at the time, I think we're coming up to like uh, 55 yeah. minutes. I, I enjoyed the conver- conversation today, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, I 100% yeah. same. Do we have some Good kind combo. of concluding remark? Uh, well, I, I think the speech that we're going to open, that we open this podcast up with, really sums it up, you know. Mm. Um, sometimes, and Stephen, you mentioned as well, sometimes you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. So you have to do something. Mm. Like in the case of Tyree Nichols. Yeah, and but I mean that's just it's a different it's a different case in of itself. Like it's a separate category to environmentalism. It's It's all relative, man. Because the situation, if it hits your emotions in that way, anything can become like that. Mm, That's true, and it's that's on the individual really, and that's not for that's not for universal definition. Mm. But um, Mm. I think I think we've shown that that there is there is need for emotion that. This emotion is this outpouring emotion is useful, mm. but there's also if if you want to enact real change, you need real pragmatism, real thinking, and as Stephen said, real leaders. Mm. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, another issue there or mm. question to discuss would be why is it that some people do get that? flame lit in them whether it be for okay somebody who was murdered in their local community or in climate change as a whole and other people there's only two reasons don't are they quietly you know performing their own activism and just being less like oh look at me about it or are they are there two types of people in the world the people who sort of you know have some sort of activism like that and the people who are just like your classic, you know, uh, NPCs or, you know, um, cogs in the system who just don't really care. Well, there's only two things that can affect whether or not you're bothered by something to the point where you have to act. One is nature and one is nurture. So nurture would be your personal experience, your education, what ideas you've been Mm. exposed to. But I think there's maybe there's something to be said about nature. Maybe maybe as Ralph Waldo Emerson said, everyone's born with their individual spark. Mm. and purpose and likes and dislikes that's that i i i agree i that's that's an interesting idea just to kind of think on right like are people being drawn away from their personal journey into this wider journey of a wider cause of climate change Is, is that a question? I, I, I Just think like yeah. I think there's always so in terms of the NPC. Is, is, it, is it sorry? Is it possible to like what I'm saying is is it possible to inauthentically kind of take on some struggle that's not yours, like climate change, instead of what you're actually supposed to be doing in life? Of course, I, I think it's absolutely possible. I think that the world needs NPCs to keep the world running. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think everyone can be an activist. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but but yeah. maybe maybe their calling or their activism is to keep the yeah world it's, it's almost like, like a you know, stoicism of like i'm just gonna keep going there's and, different levels of yeah showiness to what and we maybe, can do. maybe it's someone's purpose to uh open up another coal mine <laughs> to, to make the world burn you know maybe you well, need the I bad mean, guys too regarding that regarding that i mean the the recent stuff has been because of the the cutoff of energy for uh, russia like that's yeah. why the, that's why germany heard, opened that coal mine they had to i heard that that there's um so much like excess really gas changed. that they're just burning it at the end of the pipe in russia because really? they're not selling this to europe oh, they wow. just they've just got a flame burning it off because they haven't got the storage for it wow it's an insane world out there, man. Yeah. And on that note, thank you for listening. And it's been the Cosworth Cause. Cause.